I think it's being driven by purpose and doing the things that bring you joy and make an impact, whatever, no matter how big or small in the world around you. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today, Abdisha Bazepa of But What Will People Say podcast. Disha, it's awesome to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. No problem. Super excited to have you on as well, too. And before we jumped in, I want to read a little bit more about Disha so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Disha is the host of But What Will, what Will People Say, a podcast about South Asian interracial relationships and other topics the South Asian culture doesn't like to discuss. In her everyday, in, in her everyday, she is an occupational therapist and provides design services for customized gifts. She's a multi-hyphenate who wears a lot of hats. Disha. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I'm ready. Awesome, awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I wanted to hear a little bit more on how you got started with all the awesome work you're doing, your podcast, and all those awesome things you're working on. So the podcast got started. I've always had a little Instagram side blog. You know how everyone has that second Instagram. Um, And I've always had it. And one day I ended up, you know, randomly posting about my, I think it was wedding planning. And I like posted about wedding planning and my husband, I'm Indian. My husband is not, he's Italian. And suddenly there's all of this interaction happening that I didn't, I mean, I had my engagement on my Instagram, but it was just a hobby. It wasn't something I took too seriously. And suddenly just out of the woodwork, like people asking very invasive questions about my relationship and just like pure curiosity. Oh my God, how did you tell your family How did they react? How are you wedding planning? Um, And when we were out and about planning for wedding shopping with vendors and stuff, we would get a lot of the same questions, complete strangers asking about, oh, who's that guy? And in our culture, I grew up in a very conservative Indian household. Um, I was raised Hindu. And the idea of an arranged marriage is still very common and also even if you don't do that, you're still expected to bring home someone, not only that's like Indian, but the same religion and the, sometimes the same cast, depending on your family. Um, and so I realized there was like this huge market and like need that was not being met. And I thought, you know what, we need to we need to talk about this. Like clearly people who don't even know me, like how many times do you have strangers walk up to you and ask you personal questions about your life? Like it doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. Um, So it really started to stand out that like this was kind of an issue that needed to be dealt with. Um, And I was part of this one little group of women who were dating outside of South Asian culture. We had each other and there weren't many of us. It was like a few hundred of us. And these topics that I cover on the podcast just constantly came up. And so that's what led to the podcast. Um, And I used my Instagram to kind of help launch it and like push it out into the world. So, yeah, that's how that got started. 
Nice. Well, I definitely appreciate you for, for doing that as, as you say, seeing some opportunity or some problem. And you know, I always say in true entrepreneurial form, decide to create something to, to solve that. And I think so many times uh, to me, the, the medium of being on a podcast is at its heart, like having a conversation. And I love that you took those probably conversations you were having when you were asked those questions and decided to do that, you know, within a, the podcast medium, because I think that's at the heart of what allows people to really learn about different things, have conversations that they might not be um, comfortable having on a regular everyday basis. Yep. That's pretty much it. And uh, it's been growing ever since when you find out you're not the only one who did it. Yeah. And you're not the only one that's interested in it as well, too, because I think that's the kind of the, the beauty of creating something you do it for yourself. And then so many other people um, are interested in it. So I, I know I touched on it a little bit. You did as well, too. What are some of the kind of things you we can find and listen to on your podcast? And also, could you talk a little bit more? I know we talked offline about your design services and how you incorporate that into what you're doing. So on the podcast, basically, all of my guests are in interracial or interfaith relationships. Um they're usually South Asian, but they're not always sometimes like it'll be their partner who is South Asian, but they came on to talk. Um, and we discuss just all the different, very unique human experiences that come with that, not just bringing them home to your family and what happens in the worst case scenario where you get disowned or the best case where your family was open to you dating and was okay with you having a boyfriend or a girlfriend um, to things like fusion wedding planning. That's really something that's very new to the market and is like how do you incorporate all these different cultural aspects we discuss things like raising kids um just dating in general um having conversations about even within like the interracial dating world it's different for me to bring home someone who is white as opposed to if i brought home someone who was black or hispanic or whatever. And there's still different tiers within that. And so we try to cover as many things as possible. Um, there's lots of stuff coming out and like different types of guests who have had different experiences. Um, we have a Bollywood actress coming on this month and she is more in the public eye. And now you have a country with a billion people who now see you dating someone, now being married to someone who is not Indian and now everyone else's opinion is mixed into this experience. And so it's been interesting. And then from there, I guess we have wandered into the realm of, I have a sort of Etsy shop. I do design services. Um, I love art and creating. Anything creative is what I thrive on. And um, another need in the market that wasn't being met is there's a huge South Asian population in the United States. And as much as there's lots of fun, quirky things on Etsy, it's still really hard to find custom things or things that are targeted to a South Asian culture, right? Like there's lots of witty sayings for brides, right? But a South Asian bride isn't the same as like your typical American bride, right? They might not have a white dress wedding. So then suddenly all those white sashes are pointless for South Asian weddings, actually, you don't wear white because that's what we wear to funerals if you're Hindu. Mm -hmm. We wear red dresses. So now what if we made red sashes? And, you know, we grew up in a world where we never found our name on keychains and cups and things in gift shops. So now I can sit here and make you like you put your name on a shirt or your branding or, you know, right now it's Valentine's Day. So like custom cards for people if they bought a specific gift for their spouse and like I really want it to make it special, right? So if you buy something like this one woman bought a 
vinyl record player for her husband. And I made all the, I made the card to go with it. I made the gift tag to go with it. And like all the little details that make something special. Um, as well as digital prints and designs that I've created. And yeah, so that's, that's that. Nice. I absolutely appreciate that. Um, uh, fortunately, I'm not, you know, I'm not South Asian, but I, I've never seen a Gresham keychain either. So I still still do have that struggle as well. But I, I love again that you have that creativity. And you decided to create something, especially for the prize. And and um, you mentioned the phrase, uh, f- you said fusion wedding. Is that when the two cultures are fused together into one ceremony? Mm-hmm. Is that exactly what yep. that is? It's like, how do you have a wedding when one person's Christian and the other person is Muslim or Hindu or Sikh or whatever mix you got in there, as well as meeting family expectations and wedding planning is already hard. And when you're trying to mix in two cultures, it's a whole other, whole other ball game. Yeah, absolutely. But I almost feel, I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you probably would definitely agree you know, as a designer as well too, that that's when to me, beauty really happens is when you take two, uh, what seems like dissimilar things and able to merge them together into something beautiful, obviously see the things, but the ceremony itself is, is absolutely uh, uh, huge and unique. Yeah, absolutely. It's a definitely, it's definitely a different kind of experience. Um, But like you said, it is really beautiful to see two different cultures and ideas come together. And then you see how much commonality there is too. I feel like our, especially like my culture is so focused on pointing out how different you are. But when you see it all come together, you're like, oh, wait, it's, it's actually not that different. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I, I was going to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this could be for yourself personally, or your business or a common or your podcast or a combination of both. But what do you feel kind of sets you apart and makes you unique? I think for me, I'm, I do everything that gives me joy, but also gives me purpose. Those are the things that drive me to do the things that I do, even professionally, as I work in pediatrics. And as long as I have that, everything I put out will be something that I think is worth putting my name on. Um, I am a huge quality over quantity person. And so I will not, you know, put my name or my branding on anything that I'm not genuinely proud of, that I wouldn't use myself or see worth in myself. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, but I think people appreciate that as we talked about, you know, from the, you know, fused wedding, I think when you have that kind of uniqueness and you put your heart and soul um, into what it is that you're doing, whether it be, you know, something that's going to be at a wedding or your podcast or each of the, the things that you work on, it shows itself when you have that care, attention to detail and um, kind of pride in what it is that you're creating and doing. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely some of the feedback I always get from people that I work with is like, the attention to detail, the things that like you probably wouldn't notice unless you really stopped and looked and you're like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have even thought to like include that, you know, like those details in a gift tag or, you know, putting someone's name in just the right spot or the date that meant something to them. Yeah, absolutely. So when in your process, just I guess, generally speaking, do you usually do a fair amount of, I guess, interviewing like you do on your podcast where you really get an idea of if that name was in this specific place, then it might, you know, trigger or it brings up something that maybe came up in a conversation. Yeah, um, my method primarily has been through design consults. Um, I prefer that people will reach out to me and say, hey, I have this idea or I know someone who's getting married or someone just had a baby and I really want to make something special for them let's take that idea and we're going to bring it to life and it's going to be unique and special to that one person 
So that's where like my quality over quantity comes in. I don't want to make 10 of the same things. I want to make 10 different things that are absolutely perfect for the person they're for. Yeah, that's that's extremely powerful. And I think people feel like they get a unique gift and the, the gift is a representation of whatever event might happen or whatever's going on. And they can look at each unique aspect of it and it reminds them of that. Yep, exactly. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what do you feel is something that makes you more effective and efficient? I'm an organizer. I work I, my brain is always work smarter, not harder. And so I like having things organized and color coded and in the calendar with times, dates, everything. Um, I find that the more organized you are, the more effective you are. And that's how time management works. I, I don't believe in being busy. Like people that say like, I'm so busy. I'm like, no, you're bad at time management. You're not busy. Everyone, everyone has the same amount of time in a day. You know, you do what you want to do and you do the things that are priorities, right? Like I still get to the gym three to four times a week. I still make dinner at night. I still do these things. Granted, I don't have kids and all those other time consuming priorities, but the things that I do have going on, I make sure there's enough time for all of them. And, you know, sometimes it is a matter of making a sacrifice, right? Maybe it is working a little bit longer, like Sunday night, I usually come in and I set up my week. I have like this calendar where I'm like, all right, th this is my week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I go in to the hospital, I have to go to work. Mondays, I do podcast things. Friday afternoons, I do podcast things. Somewhere on Wednesdays when I do design things. It's all mapped out. And so come Monday morning, we're here to hit the ground running. I get up, I know what I have to do, what I have to wear, depending on where I need to be what I have to pack if I need to throw anything in the car, I'm ready to go. And I, I genuinely enjoy everything I do. So it really doesn't feel like work. I know that's cliche, but it's true. Yeah, definitely appreciate that, that hack. And so now I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO nugget. And this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell your younger business self. Consistency. All success is a matter of consistency. Exactly. Well, awesome. Well, so I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on this. So, so Disha, what does being a CEO mean to you? I think it's being driven by purpose and doing the things that bring you joy and make an impact, whatever, no matter how big or small in the world around you. Absolutely. And I think that that brings everything home. I think so many times we get caught in all the different aspects of business or creating or, or so many things. But I think if you have a strong purpose, then not only does it help you on the, you know, the really great days, but also on the not so great days when, you know, things don't go according to plan. If you have a strong purpose, you can always look at that kind of North Star and that continues to kind of help align your steps and what you do. Yeah. It's what are you willing to do for free? Mm. If you're still willing to do it when there's zero dollars, you found it. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, it's extremely powerful to kind of keep that in mind. So Disha, truly appreciate that definition. I appreciate your time even more. What I want to do is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best they can subscribe to your podcast, see about all the awesome designs you're doing and find out more about what you're working on. Um, I don't have much for words of wisdom. I just turned 28. So I always say I'm too young to be much of a life coach. Um, but keep doing what you're doing. Don't let social media tell you that people, you know, became famous overnight because they went viral on TikTok or whatever. Um, 
And you can find my podcast on all major streaming platforms. Um, It's called But What Will People Say? You can also catch me every Sunday at 10 a.m. on Ruckus Avenue Radio, which is a part of Dash Radio. So if you are an online radio listener and on Instagram, you can find me at Disha.Mazeppa. That's it. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Disha. We will have those links and information again in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you. But truly appreciate all the wisdom you did provide, even though you're not a life coach, loads of, of, of wisdom that we need to kind of keep in mind. But thank you so much again, and I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Get your driven CEO gear at ceogear.co. This has been the I am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.